Hello, beautiful listeners. Welcome to another episode of Canvas Me Today podcast. It's Shanze Reza as your host here today on a special episode, the band Bleach bringing back rock. I am more than thrilled to virtually have the band Bleach on my podcast here today. Uh, how are you guys doing today? We're doing good. Great. Doing good. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> very good. Good. Awesome. Love the answers. Um, so the first thing I would want to start off with is getting to know who Bleach is. Give us a little history lesson here, a little history class. Who are the members? Who uh, who does what? And how did the band Bleach form together? Whose idea was it? Was it something casual turned serious, like hobby turned career? Or, yeah. Hmm, good question. I am Lance, by the way, just to let all y'all know. Um, I'm the singer and bass player of the band, and me and Jackson, started playing in fourth grade. First time he came up to me, we had the same class, and he went up to me and he said, hey man, we should start a band. Oh wow. I was like, cool. And then we played at the talent show, and the school loved us, so we started playing at the school assemblies, and we literally have never stopped being in a band. We found Caleb, our drummer, okay, in ninth okay. grade. And that's when it turned professional, because he's actually the best instrumentalist in the band. So we are like, wait, we can actually do this for a living? And then we got excited about writing songs and practiced our ass off for four years and um, five years almost now. And now we're here. So, yeah, that's awesome. So it's a that's a lot more far back than I would have imagined that you guys started your career. Uh, that's insane that it was something that uh was almost so casual something that seemed like a one-time thing a talent show and then you guys are here today that's that's great to look back on that it's mind-blowing sometimes to look back at it for sure yeah awesome amazing so uh the genre that you guys dabbled in or i shouldn't say dabbled in because you guys have full-fledged uh curated work out there for people to listen to and it's like the rock and more blues uh correct me if i'm wrong but like that's what i feel like you guys have uh circled your sound around yes no yeah the the last two records have been pretty much rock and a little bit of blues influence within the song some blues guitar and stuff like that so that is definitely an accurate assessment of what we were. Love it, okay. So do you guys ever feel restricted to just staying in that genre? Because I know a lot of artists and band members or bands uh, feel as though they're not allowed to step outside of what they kind of brand themselves around and they don't know how to rebrand or kind of play around in other genres. Is that something that you guys ever faced? Uh, Absolutely, I think every band does, but I think that most of all, uh, working constantly on connecting with different people will get you out of that rut. I think when you stay in your basement for too long, then you realize that you know, you're know you the only one judging your art. And when you start to expand and start playing different shows and showing your art to different people, you'll start to, to stumble across other people. Uh, whereas we stumbled across someone like Carl Napa, who's produced us for the last, um, this last record that we've been recording that will come out over this year. And um, more than anything, what we've learned is that when you let somebody who's been in the industry take a piece of your craft and, and then you trust that person with that craft that you've been working so heavily on, it will get you out of that rut. And it will take you away from what we were in, which was this very rock-oriented thing not to say that we're not a rock band anymore, but more as 
realize we're we're better songwriters. We're 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 mm-hmm. a band now, and and I think I think trusting somebody else with our artwork has gotten us out of that rut. For sure, absolutely. So, would you say that you guys are okay with collabing and kind of letting other individuals, other producers, enter your world of creative space? Is that something that's that comes easy to you, or do you like possess and and kind of like hold it dear to your heart like because art is very personal and it's filled with a, a ton of emotion so is that um easy for you guys to do collabs with people and have that open mindset or do you guys want the full control when creating your craft i feel like it's one of our biggest problems to be honest and it's something that this whole recording process we've had to learn from because we we wasted almost a whole week of recording time just figuring that out (laughs) the first we were supposed to knock out so much work and we just couldn't get to what we were trying to get to and that's why we're so lucky to have Carl because he really was patient and just helped us get to the point where we wanted to be it's difficult it's harder than you would think it would be to be honest because yeah I mean yeah definitely because I'd say our art is definitely I look at it as if it's your own child. Every single song you write, it means so much to you, and you're a lot of times not open. It's the idea of change, uh, and when you get into the studio and you start recording your song, you realize that it actually sounds different than you thought it did. Oh because yeah, for sure. Your ears are different than a computer or Pro Tools or whatever DAW system you use. So that was a an interesting thing to go through, and 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 we grew a lot within the last couple of months recording this. Five songs. One's yeah. coming out this summer. So we're excited. All right. Be on the lookout, guys. That's right. Stuff coming your way. Uh, awesome. So would you guys say that you, within the band, uh, had clashes seeing eye to eye in, in terms of sound? Or do you guys, are you guys mostly on the same page? Having uh, your band members <laughs> being able to get you is really important. It can take you far or it can make you kind of fall apart right there and then absolutely yeah uh the reason i laughed is because we clash 24 7 and that's the best part is it makes us grow um it make uh jackson over here a couple years ago i was full on we're gonna be we're gonna be a fucking zeppelin band man we're gonna we're gonna just write rock music and then jackson's like well what about this music over here there's some cool guys like post malone and hip-hop and dope things like that and then it took me two years to finally go, you know what, I'll give it a listen. And now it's my favorite genre, is hip hop. So it's, 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 the, the whole point of being in a band is to clash with other people, with other artists. Yes. It's not just one guy. It's not me writing songs and then going and, and going and recording on my own. There's other guys saying, hey, that verse you just wrote, Sounds like shit, so don't put it out. <laughs> and it's that constantly every day. I mean, we live together. So it's not only our mm-hmm. artistic lifestyle, but it's also our personal lifestyle that we have to learn to work with each other. And every day I love these guys more and more. So it's it's not a bad process. It's definitely dope as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. it's definitely going to be waves of understanding each other. And that's really cool that you guys are able to be each other's almost mentors and not just formal bandmates. And then you guys are friends, like you guys go way back. So that's really cool that whenever you guys aren't feeling like you want to record a, a track or something, you guys get it. It's not bitter. It's not personal. 
So that's really cool to have that dynamic it's happen. The dynamic. Yeah, it's the chemistry for sure. Um, Caleb said something to me a couple weeks ago because we always like to have quote-unquote deep talks. And he said, um, we're all each other's teachers and yeah. we're all each other's students. And it was just a really yeah. cool thing to, to hear from him because he's the drummer and he usually says <laughs> stupid shit. <laughs> But it was deep, and I was like, hell oh, yeah. That's awesome. So before we go any further, my listeners and myself have to know the story behind your band name and how that came to be. Was there ever a rebranding moment, or was it always that name from the get-go? Did you guys have a name in the beginning, or like, I don't know, all the details? Yeah, well, short story, we all met at this practice space, and as we were forming our first practice the next day I came in and this is the first time I had met Lance first time I come into practice the second time and his hair is bright bleach yeah and just a little bit of context what he means by practice space is we all all of our parents signed up signed us up for a rock band camp yeah so which is something that I used to stray away from talking about in interviews and introductions and now that we are getting older and kind of removing our, not removing ourselves, but growing out of our past, I absolutely want to emphasize that because I think there's a lot of kids just like me and maybe some of the kids in this band that looked at that rock camp thing and completely cringed and, and wanted to stray away from it because it's exactly the cliche that everyone talks about. But... um not that we're any monumental band right now, but I have a complete vision that we will be one day. And if that stems from our parents, our moms and dads mm -hmm. signing us up yep. for a rock camp, what might sound corny when you're 14 years old is, is the start of something that's massive when, yeah. you're, when you're 25, 26, Absolutely. 30. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so we were in that practice space. Yeah, we met by chance. Mm -hmm. Literally, met by chance. Um, and the second time that I had ever met Lance, he had bleached his hair. And it was so oh, no. horribly done. It looked awful. It was orange. So bad. It was orange. Like, like, like it Garfield. It just looked so terrible. It was like Garfield, yeah. Um, and, we didn't, and we needed a name for the show that we were signed up for for the band, the rock band gig. So we decided to do Bleach because it was just funny. And it ended up sticking because it's really easy to remember and... I don't know, after a while it just became less cheesy, or what do you say? Yeah, and also, we literally have had conversations a couple years ago where we were like, dude, I hate this band name, it sucks, it's the worst, but, you know, you just wait a couple months, keep playing shows, and then you walk into a, you know, a party, or you walk into a basement where people are hanging out and everyone goes, Bleach! And then we all, Bleach Boys! Right, yeah, and we all looked at each other and we're like, that's a cool fucking name. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of our name? Uh, I think it, it's, you know, it's it's cool. Wow. It sounds, like, it's, it sounds like I don't like the name, but um, I think it's really unique to you. I think there's a lot of interpretation that can go along with that. And what it can mean, like bleach, uh, their stains, bleach can be memories, bleach can be putting a mark on everything. And that's why I, what I took, there was a lot of interpretation from it because it wasn't um, clear when I read that name. Yeah, it's, it's clear, but it's not so cut and clear where I can 
kind of add my uh, interpretation. And I think that's really cool to be able to give your audience and your fans a little room to play around with and connect with their favorite artists and bands. Funny enough, what you just explained is pretty much our motto. Oh, damn. Um, as a band, <laughs> okay. we, we just want people to listen to our songs and create their own meaning. We don't want to tell them what, what they're supposed to think. So, so yeah. that's cool that you picked that up from our name. I mean, that's not what we met. But that's exactly how it's supposed to be. Love that. Okay, perfect. So you guys were speaking on how like you cringed a little bit at the name and like it was a bit corny. But I'd like to take that and talk about how sometimes what happens, an artist looks back at their older work and they cringe. Does that happen to you guys? Have you guys faced that where you're just like, uh, I wish we would have like executed this differently or like, I really don't like how I like uh, <laughs> saying this part or something like that. I think Lance has a lot more to say on that aspect. Um, these past two records that everyone's heard that's on Spotify that we've been promoting uh, were predominantly like kind of constructed by by Lance vocally and mm -hmm. melodically um, with mm -hmm. Caleb and I's touch to them and our influence uh, so he has a lot more to say about these past things obviously Caleb hears a drum fill that he you know would redo now that that goes with anything you're gonna listen back to your podcast you're always gonna want to change it right right there's a you we can sing a better vocal run tomorrow but the whole yes. the whole thing that we've learned previously from from working with other people is that when you when you don't try and over fix it and and, and fixate on one tiny thing you're, you're capturing a, a piece of time you're capturing lands at this amount of vocal room you know, and that's what's going to make your career and, and your discography so unique is that watching Lance be only be able to sing this note and then three years later watching him grow. And I think that that makes you work harder more than anything. 100%. So with yeah. these songs coming out, listening back, of course, we have things to say about them. But more than anything, we're just proud that, that they do sound better, that, that we're fixing yeah. those problems with the work that we're creating now. Yeah, the initial reaction is cringe, for sure. But then once you realize, hey, I was 15 when I recorded that vocal track, you go, there's no point. There's no point in cringing. It's, it's, it should be a celebration that I was at that point in my life and I was still recording a song and now I'm 19 and I'm still doing the same fucking thing. And that just makes me happy every day. So really, I look at my art back then and go, I, I, funny enough, I have a bunch of uh, Sharpie uh, writings on my wall in my room. Like my whole room is covered with Sharpie uh, pictures and, and wall, uh, you know, uh, quotes and stuff like that. And I actually wrote down all of our songs on the wall and connected the lines to like which song influenced our next song to just kind of piece together where we came from because it really it, it sometimes makes me smile and then other times it obviously makes me cringe but yeah that's okay for sure yeah no i think like it if we take cringe and we replace it with like growth because that's what it is you're able to see that difference and if you were it, what you said about like your uh you capture it in the vocal capabilities at that time it's like a time capsule it's like a journal that you get to look back on other people like your fans and people that support you get to see how much you grew and how much you improved and that is just such a cool thing to be able to absolutely yeah, more than anything, somebody that hasn't grown past that stage that you were in when you were creating that art can relate with that art. You know, maybe you can't relate with that because you've grown from it. Maybe the fans that were there back then have grown from that art and grown from that space in their lives. But a 14-year-old kid that finds 
the bleach song from 20 years ago might be in the exact same spot that Lance mm-hmm. was when he was writing it 20 years ago. That's happened to us plenty mm-hmm. of times. Yeah, and so when we have our song from when I, I can't drive a car, you know, and it's sounds like absolute dog shit. <laughs> a fucking another kid that can't drive a car is listening to it in his room and, and hoping that he can drive a car and listen to that song and, and completely inspired by it. And, that's and the that song's part. called Backseat. Yeah. yeah, that's absolutely what it is. You know, it's just... Yeah, that, that's really beautiful what you said. What, what you said about replacing cringe with growth. That's awesome. Thank you, thank you. I'm writing that on my wall. Oh my god, I, oh my god, did I inspire you to write something on your wall? I feel so honored. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so we have to talk about your inspiration towards music and your career and everything. Role models, artists, not just limited to musicians, but maybe family members, peers, teachers, anyone that you look up to and kind of keep you uh, going in this direction of music making and art and all that. Okay, so I, I'd say really my sister and my brother actually my entire family really has all collectively i'm the youngest of four kids i have two other brothers and a sister my sister's a guitar player she played her whole life and when i was five years old she got me a guitar and um for christmas and forced me quote unquote forced but she really just encouraged me to learn guitar, even if it was just one string. Funny enough, I became a bass player because I was like, fuck all those other strings. I'll just play one (laughs) string, right? So she taught me to love music. Um, She also would make me do harmonies in the car when we would go on road trips and stuff like that. And I'm so appreciative of the work she did with me and it makes me love her even more than I already do. And my brother Evan is a hard working guy uh, he actually was a football player, so he really forced me to learn how to, um, to, to do the grind. And my dad is a motivational speaker. That's what he does for a living. And so I've adapted some shit from him, and I basically help the people around me realize that you can do anything you want to do. So cool. Yeah, my whole family is just amazing. My brother Blake gave me an iPod when I was a little kid, and it had all the Beatles records on it. And I would just play it wow. over and over and over again. And it's just funny how every single one of my family members has influenced me. And these guys influence me every single day. I mean, like I said earlier, this guy showed me hip hop. And at one point I was dead set on rock and roll. And I still am, but now I have hip hop influence. So that's a lot of my influences for sure, is my family members. All right. All right. And as for the other two. two. Uh, absolutely. Like, I mean, I think that's a common thing between all people, all artists, is where you come from. In those early developmental stages, that's when you're gaining so much of your personality. Um, Caleb and I both listen to some of the same bands uh, because of our fathers showing them to us at, at the same ages. Those early ages of uh, driving to school and, and putting in something like the Talking Heads or or the killers. Hmm. And so Caleb and I will look at each other in a writing session and know exactly where we're pulling from, which is beautiful. It's so cool to see us like, you know, not know each other during those times, but be influenced by the same things. Lance hit it right on the head with just, it, it's really family. I could sit here and say, I love this Coldplay album or fucking my favorite uh, blues record from the forties is this, but I mean, th- th- that's, that's pretty general. 
that. Mm-hmm. For the most yeah, part, yeah. I think as a yeah, as a as a band, we claim our families to be our biggest influence. And right? funny enough, yeah, I mean, we say uh, most of our friends are our family too. So yeah. you might, when he says family, he does include the closest friends yeah. around us too. Yeah. Right. So it's a larger circle than what I'm picturing in my mind right now. Yeah. Like. Okay. And it is the funny thing. All yeah. of our all of our moms are each of our moms. Yeah. Like, it's That's weird. The it's weird. Like we're all like I'm close with his mom and Jax's mom just as they are with my mom. And yeah. it's like a They're weird like, our aunts. like. It's like I have like seven aunts. It's really yeah. weird. <laughs> That is, no, that is really cool that your family members and like close friends, because I, I feel like how a few of you guys shared that your inspiration was a, a lot through like guitar or music or like um, sharing uh, music that your parents listen to. I feel like music creates this bond where you meet a ton of people where you wouldn't have met unless you had that similarity. I've met a ton of people uh, at open mics and there are a ton of cool people, talented people that I would have never met if it wasn't for that music. How does it feel to be able to give that um, moment, that opportunity to people to be kind of like uh, converse and um, bond and build a new connection with, through your music and all? Well, I heard you say something about open mics. Uh, we are one of the biggest reasons why we know people in the St. Louis area is because we went out to open mics, and that's that's amazing. Um, so the listeners who are listening, I just want to let you know, if you have an instrument in your room, pick it up, play it, and go to an open mic, and you'll meet someone, you'll fall in love with music together, and you'll have a career together. So just go ahead and go do that. Go ahead. <laughs> it's two steps. It's like just like play and then career. Got you. Yes. That's just go to the... what it is. If you're a musician, that is such a small, easy step that really goes a long way. It's yeah. really easy. I mean, I'll even remember... community. If you're a creative. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't have. It doesn't have to be music. It can be anything. Mm-hmm, yeah. I totally didn't answer your question though. What was your question? I'm sorry. Uh, just how does it feel to be able to give people opportunity of connection and learning something about themselves? Because there is a lot of uh, reflection and when you listen to a track or you look at a, a painting, there's a lot that you get to learn about yourself. So how does it feel to have that power to give that moment and that memory to uh, some of your listeners? Well, I mean, when you when you say re- reflection, I think it goes both ways. I think we're we're reflecting on our own art, and then we're watching other people reflect on the art that we're creating. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the game that most artists plays, that most artists play is that not letting their reflection influence your art, your future art. Um, so I think for the most part, just trying to en- trying to enjoy it. I think it, I think it feels amazing. That question in itself is a compliment. You know, people reflecting on our art and connecting with it, that's the whole reason we're doing it. You know, like, we're not, we're not doing this for anything other than the idea of we were inspired by people bringing us three together as a band, and that's kind of the whole point of what we're doing now. You yeah. know? Music we're brings, trying to bring other people together. Music brings people together, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So still speaking on a little bit of inspiration, and that is how do you ensure while taking inspiration from artists and bands and emulating a sound to not copy and trying to establish your sound and your style when, when trying to take inspiration? I think the first step is to copy. 
Okay. <laughs> Sometimes. And the reason I say that is you can never copy um, fully. Because when you pretend to play someone else, it's always going to be your fingers playing. It's always going to be your vocal cords vibrating. So when you first start writing songs, pick a favorite song like Let It Be by the Beatles and play it on piano and then just use the same chords and then sing your own song. I mean, that's really what it is because it's going to take a long time to develop your own sound. I mean, we're only, what, 19 and 20 years old and we still feel like we're not even halfway close. We're not even halfway there to developing what we want to call our sound. So I think the mm -hmm. process is, you know, copy the people that you love first, learn from it, and eventually you will find your own sound. I mean, the first year of our music was like Blink-182 Green Day ripoffs. Yeah. Pretty much. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and no one ever went up to me and said, hey, that sounds exactly like all the small things. You know, they, they, they would go, hey, that sounds like if Lance did Blink-182. Or that reminds me of the same feeling that that music gave me. Yeah. Which is cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a very interesting approach. I haven't heard that from any um, artists or upcoming independent artists when I discuss them about their uh, musical approach. That they, like you guys pretty much said, head on first, take it, and then when it comes, it comes. And also, uh, your own personality shines, your own charisma shines when performing. That also definitely uh, adds to uh, making your own sound and your own style, unique style. I think the ego in any artist wants to give you some answer as a, just try to be yourself. Fuck that shit. Dude, you know how hard <laughs> it is to wake up and be yourself? Oh, I, think, I think a lot of people... You know, and it has Nobody nothing to do with age. I think it has everything to do with experience and effort is waking up and, and trying to be maybe something else or somebody else. And so when you're first starting out, do what makes you happy. And that's probably like what Lance said, copying. Yeah. Why, pretend why, to be somebody else until you become yourself. Why do you think every, right, yeah. why do you think every teenager has a goth phase or a, a something phase? It's because they're, they're freaking the fuck out. And they're like... I need to know who I am. And then they just go, well, I'm going to put on, you know, mascara and I'm going to wear, like, I have earrings on. And it's just like, I'm going to do these things and it's going to make me feel like I'm something. Eventually, if you go out and search to be yourself by copying, you will find yourself because you're <laughs> pretending to be something that you want to be. And you're going to become who you want to be. Yeah, that is a really cool point that you guys actually said. And it, may, it makes me think because we are ever changing. There's never going to be a final version of us. So to say, um, like, your, what, what is your sound? Or well, what does that even mean? Okay, I'm taking that back that question. I love your points about that. Like, every day, every minute of your life, every year, you are a different person. Uh, musically, in your personal life, the way you think, move, and, and everything. It's you're a different person. So that that's a really cool point that you brought up. Yeah, like I was four foot one, like five years ago. I'm a completely fucking different yeah. person. <laughs> Things are definitely gonna change. I think it's a collection of your influences. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I like that you said that. Uh, it's a variety of inspiration and influences that kind of make something new. Uh, that mixture uh, creates something new, that creates you. That combination with you in the equation brings something new to the world. 
uh, I would love for you guys to walk me through a production of 2018 release, Elizabeth. It has done incredibly well and still is. So for this song, did you guys foresee its success? And how did this piece come to life from pre to post-production and everything in between? Elizabeth. Uh, well, first off, no, we had no idea where that song was going. We, the goal in our life at that point was to just record a damn song. You know, we just wanted to record a song. I think that was our second song ever recorded. The first song we recorded was called Time Kills. We paid a guy with a cheeseburger. That's, that's how much that song cost. And then this song, we played a competition and we won free studio time. So yeah, that's right. really, we had no money, but we were we were so enthusiastic about getting in a, a real fucking studio that we found we somehow found uh, a band Somewhere. competition and a band competition and we tried to win it and we actually ended up winning and we got free studio space. So that's how we got in the studio. It's the studio called Native. Uh, sounds? Native is that sounds. what it is? Native sounds. Native sounds in St. Louis. It's a cool little bougie place. And we went in and practiced our ass off before we got in the studio so that we didn't mess it up. Because at that point, we weren't practiced musicians. So we couldn't just play it the first time. You know, we had to play it over and over and over again. And Elizabeth is really a song about one of my exes, and it's her middle name. Um, I was petty. <laughs> I wasn't petty. I, 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 I needed a way to get my, um, my pain, the, the hurt in my heart out, and it was through this song. So that's really all it is. The chorus lyrics are, get out of my head, get that's out of fair. my head. I never want to see you again. Or, Something like that. I don't fucking know. Something like that. It was so... It feels so long ago. I don't even remember recording it. I don't either. Because it was, what, three years ago? Three and years. Maybe more. So, yeah. I mean, that was when we fell in love with this band called Highly Suspect around that time. And, and they really helped um, influence the blues sound in our... our, our or the blues in, in, in our sound. And that's how we kind of have that uh, Black Keys, Highly Suspect riff in there and Jackson wrote that riff and as soon as you he wrote it um we were all like this is this is pretty this is pretty good we should uh, go record this did we like jam that song and that's how it got written yeah we jammed that one mm -hmm. and uh I had the lyrics already written which isn't the usual usually I come up with them and I just sang a bunch of shit on top of it and it, it actually worked out so yeah that is a really cool behind the scenes and story of how that piece came to life and that we're able to listen to it. And it's it's a really well executed piece, for sure. So when you have a success like Elizabeth, uh, do you guys ever find yourself trying to replicate a piece like that to, to see that uh, you look at what your audience likes and then you try to make that same piece, but then it feels almost pointless and like you're circling and not progressing in your art. Not at all. Um, we are always trying to move forward and we don't want to make the same music that we did before just because we think the fans would like it. You know what I mean? Like it's all about growing and that's what this entire next album is actually about is growing and growing pains and there's no reason to take a step back. It, it's, you can only go forward. 
from in music mm-hmm. and you know what we don't want to get stuck in one place you know yeah okay well exciting stuff things are going to be dropped your way guys listen carefully uh follow their instagram and everything we'll get to that near the end though um so talk to me about some triumphs and some challenges what were some of like the biggest moments and memories that you look back and you're like that's really cool we did that that's insane i can't believe and then some that were like oh that is exhausting i never want to go through that ever again <laughs> hmm point fest was a little bit of both of those yeah, so we had this competition in St. Louis. There's this radio station called Point the Point, and we joined the competition. And if you won the competition, you got to play uh, their biggest festival that they throw. And it's a lot of fucking work. Because it's not just, hey, you got to be a good band. You got to get people to come up, come to the show. And it's not really a nice area. It's not a nice area. It's in the bad part of, uh, it's not even in fucking Missouri. It's in And we're Illinois. a bunch of kids and all of our fans are like four. Yeah, we were 17 girls. at the time. We were yeah. like, hey, you guys, can you guys please come to the, uh, murder capital the murders. <laughs> East St. Louis. So <laughs> we were like, we can drive you. You're just going to have to wait eight hours because we got to set up. So. It was a lot of work doing that, but it totally paid off because we got to meet the guys at the point and uh, the guys and gals actually at the point and cool radio station and all of that stuff. And we got to play that festival and it was a great time. It gave us a taste of what's to come. We have a bunch of festivals booked this, this fall if they're, if they're able to happen. And we're so stoked for that because we know what it feels like, but now it's official. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a competition. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to play shows because we worked our ass off and finally we can, we can fucking do it for real this yeah. time. So I'm excited. I'm so fucking excited. Um, so, I mean, really the, the time, time is really the biggest thing that, is, that pisses us off is we're like, we just wanna fucking get big now. We wanna play in front of thousands of people now. So over the past four years, five years of being a band, Every day we're just wondering, well, when are we going to have that big song that blows up? So that's the thing that we look back on and, and are trying to learn that you just got to be fucking patient. Mm-hmm. You just got to be patient. Work hard. Yeah. Take a day by day. And I think that, that's when it's a little bit more worth it because I feel like it when it gets served in your uh, right in your plate, there's going to be... It's going to feel like a one-hit wonder or a two-hit wonder. And yeah, it's just... It feels a little bit... Uh, uh, unsatisfying and then you're going to be looking for something to fill that void and like get that same high and it, it's it's cooler when you are going step by step and uh, gradually getting to the f- future successes that you will be achieving yeah easier said than done i mean me and me and jackson were literally talking about today we're like come on man like why isn't it happening yet well it was probably because we haven't fucking put out the songs yet yeah we haven't done the work <laughs> So, is anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool, cool. Um, and uh, so we got to know a lot about the band, the history, uh, what's to come in the future, and the band members. But aside from music, what are you? What are some of your guys' biggest passions and hobbies? Hmm. Drugs. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Drugs. Uh, I have listeners under eighteen. Well, no, 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 no. Hey, hey, don't, don't do drugs. Yeah, our passion is fighting against the use of drugs. That's our passion. Except for cocaine. No. <laughs> literally, like, literally the never, worst thing you we, could have we, said. We literally never touched that. And, hey, 
If you're under 18, don't touch cocaine. Yeah, don't. If you're over 18. <laughs> if you're over 18, don't <laughs> touch cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, dear Lord. Uh, I, dude, that's a hard question to answer because most of my passion is music. Most of what we do is music. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple passions. I like camping. I like going outside. And um, what the fuck else do I do? <laughs> sleep. Sleep is a good passion of mine. Um, really fucking good at that. If you worked... Mm. As hard on the span as you do at sleeping, we'd be fucking hey. pretty famous right now. Stop. <laughs> yeah, I'm a hard worker when it comes to sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all kind of enjoy long drives, yeah. too. So, like, we'll just, like... <laughs> just we walks so, on the beach. We are, <laughs> we are so lame. We're trying to find other paths. We're like, dude, I've been trying to get you guys into, like, golfing or sport for, like, the past ne- two it's, months. It's, it's, not ne- gonna it's happen, never going to happen. Though. It's never gonna it's happen. It's not gonna happen. I'd say we like, all like art. Yeah, we all love art. Playing guitar, drums, bass. I singing. like fashion a lot. I love fashion. Yeah, that's one. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in that. Uh, but mostly it's just music. When it comes to us personally, too, like I find myself talking to friends that aren't kind of in the music realm boring myself sometimes because I yeah. wish I was just kind of talking about music. Yeah, but it's a it's fair because like it's a big part of your life and like it comes to show because of how far you guys have come. So um, I think it's totally fine. Music is a great thing to have taking most of your time. It, and there's so many areas of it that it doesn't feel like it's one thing. It doesn't feel ever get boring. There's so many there's instruments, there's different vocal techniques, there's different genres. So uh, languages, cultures, other instruments in other countries. So it really does not uh, get boring. So I think that's a fair enough uh, main hobby to have. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so I feel like I already know the answer to this next question, but I'm going to ask away anyways. That is least favorite and favorite part about music whether it's learning curves technical advances um i don't know what 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 is it that it feels like maybe what excites you when you approach your art and something that you kind of dread um music is attached not trying to sound like a fucking douchey music guy but it really is true music is attached to my soul so there's both good and bad that comes with it. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's such a huge part of me that sometimes I love music. And when I go up on stage, it makes me happier than pretty much anything. Anything else in the world cannot make me as happy as music um, and playing live. But sometimes when you're in the lows and you're, you know, you're, you're, you're really depressed or you're upset, um, music can almost be a, a demon for me. So, me specifically, I sometimes will drive in the car and be like, I'm not fucking listening to music today because I'm upset. And if I listen to music, it's going to get me uh, um, stressed out. And I, I, I try to become more and more attached to music, but I also am working on separating myself from a person to a musician. It's not, I'm not just a musician. There's other things, and as you can tell, we're all terrible at that because we couldn't even give you good passions besides music. But we're working on it, so I yeah. promise you that. Getting there. Music, yeah. bi- the business side of music sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's my least like favorite part about everything. Stuff, right? That's the worst. It's awful. Yeah, I think you can definitely, like what Lance was saying, was it, it can be a reflection of your insecurities more than anything. And... Um, 
in, in those dark moments as a musician when you're feeling low as a human, but um, you are still a musician. It's hard to listen to music because because you're comparing, and uh, it it can be very very difficult. I think what we've done with this this work that we've been working on is putting that into the music, putting every every experience that we've that we've had as a band, all those insecurities, in into what we can do as a band. I see, I see, right. Yeah, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, and a lot of emotion that goes into it, um, where it does feel like a lot to take that in. It's not easy. I feel like sometimes people think that it's a passive hobby to listen to music or to create music, but I feel like there's a lot of mental and emotional engagement uh, involved in it. Just even listening to it, to the instrumentals, to the lyrics, and even if you're not listening with your ears, your heartbeat is matching it, your uh, energy and everything is matching that, and that is exhausting sometimes. So, yeah, I definitely agree with your point on that, that it can be both your, almost like your best friend and your enemy. Yeah, I mean, music is life for me, and therefore not all of life is happy. There's, There's ups and downs, so it's just like that, you know? Well said. I love that. Okay, um... I feel like you guys don't have one for this, uh, for my answer yet, but share with me if you guys are thinking of it. Now what the question is, is your fan base name. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Did I say something wrong? No, I just, I, dude, we've never thought about that. Not I, once. Because we, 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 I mean, we, we aren't prepared for that. Um, the, oh, what, what would it be? The the fans. That's I don't know. I the ble- the, 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 the the bleach no there's no, no, there's no way you gotta man. come with you gotta Next come up question. with it. No, we're putting you on the spot. What's the name of the fans? Well, ultimately what happens, sometimes the fans actually come up with the name. So I guess like when you guys are further down the line of your career, it'll come when it comes. But I just wanted to ask because like sometimes there are ideas and uh, I know for before my rebranding of uh, my podcast, it was actually titled Black Rose Podcast and my listeners were named Petals and it was so cute. And now it's Canvas Me Today Podcast. I'm not going to call them paintbrushes. Like that's literally, that's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you ever catch us on a social media platform addressing our fans as their fan name. Um, hey, believers! You, you should absolutely disown us as human beings. <laughs> I don't know Why? Is it, is it like a cringy thing? Is it corny? I feel like it's kind of like part of the culture and like the family. No, I, I, I get that. Like, I think... You know what? You already said it. Let's let the fans decide. If the media and the fans can decide it, but we cannot. Yeah, because because I I mean I I don't I just don't have any I don't have any ideas. I can't think yes. of the name. The, the bleachers, the bleachettes. No, it's horrible. It's all the, horrible. We should stop talking. <laughs> you guys can create the music. They'll create the fan name. Yes. We'll split it. It's exactly. decided. It's decided. All right, so on to the next one. Uh, what do you guys do to keep 
doing what you do and make it something that you love and not something th that you dread because sometimes what happens is that when it is your main uh, source of income you rely on it and it sometimes feels like a desk job or a nine-to-five job and you feel like you have to pump out the more tracks and you have to put out um whether it's meaningful to you or not uh put out songs just to get something out there something running something going and viewed so do you feel like that was an occurrence in your life ever we just jam man if we're upset we just go in the fucking basement or the practice space and we just jam that's really okay it heals there are only very small times whenever it feels like a job but and that's most, usually the business side, that's right? usually the business side and any other any time aside from that it's just us doing what we would have done for fun anyway mm -hmm. okay jam it cool, out cool. you know yeah do you guys see yourself uh, signing uh, yourself to a record label or are you guys enjoying the more independent kind of freedom and how you choose to go about things, presenting yourself on social media and so on? I personally would love to sell my soul. Sony okay, Music, okay. if you're out there, if you're out uh, there, I will be Sony Music's bitch. No, I'm fucking uh, uh, um, That'll happen when it happens, if it happens. Yeah, it's it's a tough thing to. It's uh, not something we're looking for for sure. Yeah, we, right now there's no point. Uh, if we sign right now, all they have is money for us, and we we, we we don't need the money right now. We still have to develop as artists and as people, really. So, it's gonna take a minute before we even consider that, unless you know Sony is listening. We might. Might fucking sign a contract. I don't think Sony is listening. <laughs> hey, they might. Believe they might yourself. be. I think more than anything, um, when you sign a contract like that, you're kind of signing up to be your own product, and uh, yeah, we wouldn't want to sell a, a prototype. I think we want to. Yeah. We want to be developed. That's the beautiful part about indie music is that you yeah. get to see the behind the scenes of Coca Cola almost. You know what I mean? You get to yeah. see the test runs. Yeah. yeah. I like how you put it. We're the Coke bottle that still has cocaine in it. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's where we're at. Why do we keep talking about that? Don't, don't do that. I don't know. Don't, don't it up. listeners. Don't do that. I promise you. I've known people who've done that, and all that happens is nosebleeds, <laughs> and they get addicted. So it's not worth it. Just, just, just stick to your normal substances, like music and yes. marijuana. And we're not trying to get you guys canceled early on in your journey. Oh, speaking on a uh, topic, if it came up, uh, do you guys fear of that? Because people are getting canceled left and right for doing it. And sometimes it's getting taken out of context. So is that a fear you have right now? Or are you guys kind of just chilling? It varies between all three of us. I have zero fears whatsoever. It's because you're the drummer. It's because I'm the drummer. No but looking at you. <laughs> no, I no. don't care because, like, dude, if it happens, it happens, and we'll figure it out. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. We're, we're not... I don't think I'm scared of getting canceled because I don't think we are going to have anything to get, to get canceled, canceled by. by. I mean, if, if someone wants to cancel me for the words I said, dude, I made a mistake, maybe. So, you know, like... It's the just, lack of forgiveness in this generation is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, like, people need to grow and get better. If I said something stupid when I was 16, it's probably because I was fucking 16. If this shit was going on 50 years ago, we wouldn't have half of the artists that we do have now. Like, they would all, yeah. like, we wouldn't yeah. have half the music. Like, there would be so much music that wouldn't have gotten put out because they would have all got canceled. 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Definitely. I think if you're just honest with the people that are buying your product, yeah, then they know what they're buying. Yeah. And if you're not honest with them, then I think that's when the cancel becomes that's real. When com- that's when it comes because in. Because mm-hmm. then they feel like they got gypped, and no one likes to get gypped, even in a fast food restaurant. So when you invest in a band and you, you promote that name and and you, you assign a part of your personality with, with that name, and they let you down like that, that's very disappointing. So I would say um, we're pretty honest as a band, and... I think the only way we would be canceled is if we cut off that honesty. But within this past couple of months of recording and being a band and living together for the first time, we've done nothing but communicate and be honest with each other. So mm-hmm. that's something mm-hmm. we're learning as as individuals and that we hope we pass on to, to our fan base. Yeah, this world needs to learn how to communicate. We're all a bunch of, uh, uh, we're practically deaf. You know, and, and we need to learn how to talk to each other because there's a lot of hate flying around. There's a lot of love, but it's not promoted. There's and we not a lot of love. There is a lot of love, but it's underground. We got an under underground punk rock love scene going on, and we need to bring it to the masses. And that's yeah. what we want to yeah. do as people. So we got to spread the love and tell everyone to stop fucking hating because it doesn't help. You can only fight love. You can only fight hate with love. Hate never beats hate. Yeah, um, I, I wanted to like move this conversation a little bit towards uh, social media, and I know I feel like it feels like we hear this almost in every topic, from like mental health to uh, fashion and so on. But I wanted to talk about how you guys balance, because uh, you guys did mention like honesty, and that's some uh, re- a value that you hold uh, to yourselves and your band and your work. How do you guys balance being transparent and, and engage with your fans, but also have that healthy boundary for your mental health and knowing t- when to take a step back and not share everything on social media? Because boundaries are extremely important. We were just talking about communication. Um, as someone who's going into a career trying to become an extremely successful musician, I don't really want everyone to know where I am at all times and what I'm doing at all times. I want to be... Uh, I want to have some personal time to myself. So yeah, I, I I think the goal really is if it's important, share it with people. But if it's important to just you and it's personal, just just keep it to yourself. I mean, you don't need to know what I fucking ate last night. I mean, it's just unless it's unless it's a sick ass meal and then you want to post it on the story. But <laughs> that's a different thing. Like I, I just want everyone to realize that. We all make mistakes and we all fuck up, but we're all great people if we try to become those people. The people that suck are the ones who are bitter and don't want to change. And those people can go, you know, screw themselves. Because <laughs> uh, that's lame. Try to change. Try to become a better person. And uh, part of that is setting up boundaries and not letting social media take over your life. Um, and, and really, that's all I'm trying to say, bro. Yeah. yeah. The, this was Motivation 101, a uh, lesson from Bleach. <laughs> um, uh, so, okay, so next question. Um, I know you guys are early in on the music game, but I think you guys have reached a point where this question can be asked. Um, okay, so who would you guys most want to collaborate with, uh, either individually or as a band, collectively? Uh, David Letterman. David Letterman? No. I would love to collaborate with David Letterman. Imagine him doing like a little bit in the middle of a song. 
No. I'd be a surprise. He's got a cool beard. I don't know. I think anyone from from the Foo Fighters, like that would be so cool. Like a Foo Fighters Bleach song. Holy shit. Like that. Okay. It's like three or it's two different rock bands that think the same way collaborating on one song. I think, and I'm, uh, as far as I'm can, like, uh, of what I've seen, uh, Dave Grohl, frontman of the Foo Fighters, is very open to collaborations. He's done multiple projects with different people and bands. Um, I don't know anyone from that to Kendrick Lamar. To Post Malone, to someone smaller like, like I don't even know who. You know, I I I've been listening to the Jack Harlow record a lot, and that'd be cool too. I think personally, I I would go with uh, Kurt Cobain. <laughs> okay, so we have ideas. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to collab with Mac Miller. <laughs> yeah, Mac Miller, that'd be a nice collab. If, if we could, rest in peace, Mac. Yeah. Rest in peace. Um, dude, there's a band called Nothing But Thieves. Uh-huh. They're so badass. Yeah. I would love to collab with them. Hopefully one day we can. That'd mm-hmm. be sick as fuck. Yeah, okay, awesome. that's cool. It, it's cool because it's like, it gives you a little bit more of an idea of what sound you, you are interested in. Uh, kind of like kind of like how you guys don't want to be restricted to rock. So it's kind of cool to know who else your inspirations are, but not in a role model kind of sense of way, but in a like coworker. Uh, kind of idea. Yeah, as of right now, I look up to all of them for sure, and I don't view them as coworkers. I view them as sometimes yeah. I view them as legends, and you know, I'm fucking nineteen. I'm nineteen years old. I I I, I want to become someone like Mac Miller or Kurt Cobain, and hopefully I can. But um, yeah, I, it is. It, those are definitely some of our influences. What we just said, you know, Foo Fighters, Mac Miller, Kendrick Lamar. Um, nothing but thieves, highly suspect. Those guys are. So this next question is a pretty serious one. So um, I need to know, how do you scream, and not strain your voice? Seriously, I need to know this because it's so cool, and I've been trying. So please. It's well, funny enough. Today I was actually singing, and sometimes it just doesn't work. Today I, I started, my voice started breaking. It's I. I don't know. I think I think you just start screaming, you know, at, at practice, and you just scream, and it hurts, and then it, it, and then you just keep screaming. We also left up the part how you take vocal lessons every week. Well, I do that now, and um, you just keep screaming every practice, and then eventually you go, wait a minute, that scream didn't hurt. And then you try to replicate it. I, I I don't really know. It's 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 not as loud as you think it is when you scream. So, so a lot of people microphone think, makes it loud. Yeah. So a lot a lot of times when people scream, they think that it's just super loud. You're like pushing your vocal cords, but there is a thing called vocal fry. And I um, when you vocal fry, it's making your your vocal cords somehow. I don't really know too much about it. Vibrate in a way that makes it sound distorted, but you're not actually pushing your voice. So if you are trying to figure out how to scream, look up vocal fry. Um, And also when you're at practice or when you're at home playing your guitar or whatever, just scream, keep screaming. And if you're not hurting it too bad, then you're probably closer than you actually think. Okay, so you never formally took lessons to learn how to do that. It was kind of like self-taught. 
Yeah. Yeah. To, for screaming, absolutely. Um, right now, I'm actually working on my vocal range. I'm trying to sing higher notes, and I'm working with this super cool dude named Leandro. So shout out to Leandro. I love you, man. And he's really helping. Uh, he's really helping us out, or helping me out. Well, it's all out. Yeah, <laughs> as a band. Yeah. So. Um, Okay, yeah, no, that was like probably the most important question out of anything. Like, that's the only thing I want. No, I'm kidding. But uh, it, it's it's really cool because I feel like we get a lot of like uh, coverage on uh, singing techniques from like Ariana Grande and how she approaches her voice and how to take care of it, but not so much on screaming. So it's really cool to kind of get insight on that. For sure. So here's the last one. Here we go. And that is what's next for you where is bleach going where can we expect to see you what is coming our way eps albums singles anything we have just finished recording mixing and i think by today mastering our uh our third uh record we'll have quite a few songs on it we're so excited about it like we were talking about earlier in this podcast growth is the is the biggest uh is the is the biggest part of this band and this shows more growth in in 30 35 minutes than i can even fathom it's really yeah. cool uh to let y'all know it sounds a lot different than the last two eps yeah so if you want i mean it's it's just it, it, i can't even describe what it sounds like yet because i need other people to tell me what it fucking sounds like it's just so so much different there's so many new sounds. There's so many new ways of writing songs that we in implemented into this this record. Yes. So um, this summer, look out for a fucking single. Maybe a couple months after that, there's going to be another single. And then we're going to drop the five songs together. Or we'll just release them all on their own. So that's what's up next. And the years to come, we're going to... We're going to probably try to record some full-length albums. And, Amazing. Uh, Exciting stuff. I'm really excited for you guys. I'm excited to hear what you have for us and where you guys are going. Um, and, yeah, that seems to be just about everything. We covered everything here today and more. Um, if this is kind of like your moment to plug any socials, any, like, music platforms that you'd like us to stream your stuff on. Bleach STL. Instagram. If you still use Facebook because you're a dinosaur, oh, it's Bleach SDO as well. Uh, <laughs> literally, quite literally. Uh, we got, we're on SoundCloud now, so go check us out. I think it's what? Uh, uh, Bleach STL. It's Bleach STL. STL is St. Louis um, for all you Canadians. Um, <laughs> it's in the state of Missouri. Um, <laughs> we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're on all of those platforms. So check us out at Bleach on all of the music streaming platforms. And please listen to our music and share it. We love you all. And we are going to try to keep putting out songs so you can keep sharing them. Cool, cool. Yeah, um, I would love for my listeners to listen to your work and become your listeners and soon supporters and fans. Um, and thank you so much for... Um, my beautiful listeners for tuning into this episode till next time. And thank you so much for taking out time to give me insight and the history of bleach and the future possibilities of where you guys are going. Thank you so much. Thank we'll you. see what's happening. We'll see what happens. Try to scream out for us right now. Let's hear it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh God, no. Put you on the spot. You got to do it. Let's hear it. Oh.
My parents are sleeping. There's oh, no yeah. way there's any screaming going on. All right. Yeah. All right. It was worth a shot. It was worth a shot. All right. Thank you so much for thank interviewing you. us. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you.